Hey everybody, thank you for downloading episode 127 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Just a few reminders, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, five stars, leave us a glowing review, let other people know what you like about the show. That's a great way for new people to join you and become fellow people of the world. It's a great way to help new people discover the show. I know a lot of you are always asking, how can I help grow the show? That is the way to do it. Also, if you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, you should do that. It's awesome. It is one of my favorite places on all of the internet. It is somehow a community born out of a podcast that makes people argue where everybody's really nice and gets along and supports one another. And I'm, I'm so proud to be a part of it and to think that these people came together to talk about trivial stuff that we talk about on the show and beyond. It is a great way to interact with other people of the world. Forge friendships. Have dinners. Don't have dinners. Have Skype calls. Do whatever you want. It's your life. But for now, enjoy episode 127 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance... We're here to settle, once and for all, Best Classic Board Game. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. What's up? Did you wear Philly socks? Hello, Philadelphia. Hello, fifth annual Philadelphia Podfest. What's up? So nice to be home. Isn't it? Are you having a good time in your hometown now? Yeah, I am now. There was Um, no applause anywhere else in the city. (laughs) When you were walking around, nobody was just clapping for you? No. That's never. weird. I'm always expecting it, and it never happens. Uh, we have a Philadelphia native, very special guest with us on yes. the stage right now. We have very f- special Philadelphia natives in the audience, too, right? <laughs> yeah. The world hears you. Um, but we have uh, a wonderful dear friend of ours, a uh, brilliant author, uh, a hilarious, fun, joyful presence that we love to be around who knows her stuff when it comes to our topic. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a big round of applause for Maureen Johnson. Hi. <laughs> Maureen, do you enjoy, uh, do you enjoy, now the topic we've, the topic t- for tonight's episode is what is the best all-time classic board game? Yeah. Are you a board game player? Okay, you guys. <laughs> oh, here we go. I just want to say one thing first, is that right before we started, Hal said, I'm not allowed to swear. Yeah. True. Which we is going swear. to be hard for me. We'll bleep you, but everyone that listens to our show will be like, Maureen Johnson is a potty mouth. <laughs> it would be a lot of bleeping. <laughs> I the best piece of furniture we have in our house is for the board games. Ooh, what for piece real. of furniture is yeah, this? Is like that? this is what you put the game on. It's a table in, thing or in? like a credenza. What? 
We have like a library credenza thing full of games. And when we go on vacation, we have, we carry with us about eight to ten games. And physically on our person, in like when we get on, we have two to three on us. And so if you shake us, you hear like tiles. Just just dice and sorry pieces. Sorry pieces. We'll get into it. Oh, sorry getting, sorry getting trash talk from the beginning. Yeah, uh, this topic, by the way, was suggested by Snake973 on Reddit. That's the perfect Reddit username. <laughs> Snake973. Snake973. Sure. A little bit ominous, a little bit mysterious. The number's probably there because there was already a snake. <laughs> it's because they were born in the year 973. Oh. They're super old. They're a slow. Oh, the area code. Oh, there you go. What area code is that? Does anyone know? North. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Right. boy in Philadelphia, when you ask what area code that is, everyone has an attitude with North Jersey. We're not far from North Jersey. Snake973, are you here? Reveal yourself. <laughs> is Snake973 here? Nope. No. All right. Um, also on the stage with us, Bill Lublin. Yeah. Who does not have a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> By design. <laughs> But it's signing to the audience. This is fascinating for podcast listeners. Yeah, they love this. Um, All right, so let's dive in. How are you? Well, let's we didn't talk about you. Are you a big game fan? You and I have played games before. Yes, yes, yes. I grew up playing board games uh, a ton. Uh, And then again, as a teenager, did not date a lot. Played a ton of board games, though. Nothing like nothing says cool like a 19-year-old who wants to play Monopoly at 10 p.m. on a Friday. (laughs) But that, yeah, that was me. Uh, Even... So I, uh, I went, I, I had therapy as a child in Chestnut Hill. Good job, Bill. <laughs> First of all, therapist wore a very obvious toupee, which should have been a red flag just off of the jump that maybe not the best person to give you self-esteem advice. Was it Donald to hide Trump? Head. No. Surprisingly he was not, he not. was not your therapist? It was a worse, <laughs> it was worse hair. Worse hair. Like, uh, like, um, somebody bought like a beetle wig. <laughs> but like it had been old so it was kind of crusty and they just threw it on his head but we he had a board game that he made us play where you had to just reveal your feelings on every square and I feel like he didn't think you had to play the crying game? it was like the crying it was the crying <laughs> game it was literally the crying oh game it was like you are happy go forward two spaces you are sad go back one space but he I, there was one card that came out uh, you lose a turn. I was like, okay, I guess I'll wait. And this guy will go twice. But his reaction was to go, you lose a turn, you lose a turn. Which again is a second red flag for yeah. a child therapist to yeah. openly mock a child in session. Hell, I <laughs> oh, it was the ther- it was the therapist. That was that the therapy. Yeah, well, there wasn't like another like. I thought there weird. wasn't another kid in there. No, it was just you and the therapist. And the therapist was trying to win. That would be a third red flag. If you're like, I also have this yeah. other kid here. <laughs> yeah, I, I scheduled you guys for the same time today. So talk about your stuff at the same time. Yeah, the same stuff is wrong with the two of you. Yeah. you guys figure it out. Just I'm gonna the go mocking smoke. kid. He just mocks you. Yeah, that's it. His <laughs> whole job was to mock me. What's, for, wrong for What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Oh, that Al, was... you didn't go to therapy. I have that some was... really bad news for you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't therapy. I was just bushwhacked by some kids. I don't know what was going on, but it wasn't therapy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about board games. Wait, what about you? What, d- did oh, you have therapy? I did not go to therapy, no. You, you should try it. I love board games, um, and I've recently gotten into the new resurgence of board games that is happening with some really amazing stuff. 
which I will say right now we are not talking about today. We will do a whole other episode for tabletop games. So go settle somewhere besides Catan. Uh, there's not going to be a pandemic in this room. This is, I, oh, did we just, did we just mess up your whole thought process from it's the fine. train right here? It's fine. Um, <laughs> we're going classic, uh, classic board games. And, uh, the way that we want to do this, I think to start, uh, there are, I'm certain there are many board games that will not make the list. Uh, that will not make the short list of winners, but games that are very near and dear to our own uh, personal hearts. So I would love to each throw out our honorable mention game for the best board game episode. Does any game come to mind? Well, I, you, I, you said the name of a game before the show, yeah. and I hope you'll say it again. I will say it. So there was this game. It's called... I want to bite your finger. <laughs> what? I want to bite your finger. I want. V A N T. I want to bite your finger. And then it had a little jingle that went, I want to bite your finger. It's a Dracula game. And then <laughs> that's how it went. And you, what it was is you had to set a clock. You set the clock and try your luck. And that's how I remember. But you would set a clock and then you'd have to go around. If you ran out of time, you had to stick your finger in Dracula's mouth. And he would bite your finger. This is a game for children? Yeah. <laughs> I bet you I know why they don't make it anymore. <laughs> yeah. And it does not involve fingers. So Dracula would bite. You'd stick, you'd stick your finger in his mouth and he'd yeah. bite your finger. And it left two little powder marks. Powder marks? Yeah. Because he'd bite your finger. With his powder teeth? Yeah. Well, because Dracula's not real. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, and if he was real, he wouldn't live with his head in a board game. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Biting children's fingers all day. That he might do. That's fair. That's what he does when you're sleeping. <laughs> Just bites your finger. Yeah. Uh, Hal, do you have a favorite um, ridiculous or... Is it the crying uh, game? I'm still trying to... Is it the crying game? It's the crying game. I'm still trying to get my head around the fact that there was a game that, where the entire thing was Dracula might bite your finger. <laughs> so you put it in there and then he, like, at random it would bite. It wasn't... You didn't always so, get powder marks. Like, there, the, the potential existed for Dracula to bite your finger. Did you feel rejected if Dracula didn't bite your finger? Like, what's wrong with my blood? Yeah. Am I, I never, sick? I never got to play it. <laughs> you never you never got to play the game? No. I was obsessed with the commercial, though, because it seemed stupid even to me as a child. <laughs> Were you a cynical little kid? I think so. I think probably. I'm not yeah. now. Now I'm very well balanced. But possibly as a child, I may have been a cynic. I was like, what is this? But Hal's therapist got that out of you? <laughs> I was that kid in the corner. <laughs> I was that other kid. I thought your voice was making yeah, me feel oh, persecuted. Really yeah, I, I, have, uh, I have two weird games. Okay. One of them is on this list, uh, is Mousetrap. Oh. Which, Mousetrap is a great game. Mousetrap is a... Is a it's no. not going to win, but no, it's a great it's game. No, it's not a great game. It it's is a, a great game. It's, it's a, a Rube Goldberg. It's a cool Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah. If, if there was no... You didn't play Mousetrap to play Mousetrap. You played it to set off the trap yeah. that you hoped would work. And there are YouTube videos of people setting it off, and it takes like three or four tries for it to even get started. So it's not even that good of a Rube Goldberg machine. It's super dumb, 
and I'm very upset I didn't have it as a kid. But until until I went over to my friend's house and saw that it didn't work, yeah. and then I didn't care as much. I don't even remember how to play Mousetrap. Nobody All knows. I remember about no. Mousetrap was setting the thing off. And a guy dives in a, in a tub at some point. And there's yeah. a tub. with a, yeah, yeah, it should be called He's You Like, like Instructions. He's in the classic diver's pose. Yeah. yeah. And then it's all to get a, a cage that might fall down, like a, a pole yeah. that has that has like uh, like a tooth grip on it. But that, even that looks like it won't work any time. That game to me felt like after I saw the Goonies and what uh, what the, the the Walsh family did in their yard, that crazy Rube Goldberg for those who have seen the Goonies that just opens their fence, which is brilliant. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a chicken involved that has to lay an egg at the right moment. There's a, a balloon getting inflated, like. These are the things that I wanted Mousetrap to be. And from the front of the box, you're like, this box is going to have a chicken in it. It's going to have a balloon in it. It's going to have all this stuff that I need to make this proper Rube Goldberg. It's all plastic stuff. Yeah, you got but a, a great game. Filthy box of lies. Uh, what was your second one? The other one is not even on this list. It's Mr. Mouth, which I did not have as a child. Mr. But Mouth. my cousin Felicia had it, who was in the audience. I remember Mr. Mouth. Uh, Hello, Felicia. Mr. Mouth, if you're not familiar, and most people are not, mm-hmm. is a giant sort of... Um, Angular Pac-Man who spins around opening and, and closing its mouth and on the outside are, are hands on which you put little plastic chips and then you use them like a, a catapult and you try to get chips inside of Mr. Mouth's mouth mm-hmm. and then at some point the game ends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, the game, the game ends when all of those little plastic chips are all over whatever room you were playing. Right. Whether you lose them or, or whatever. So it's sort of a, it's a kind of a reverse Hungry Hungry Hippos. Yeah, it was, and then the song was like Mr. Mouth, Mr. Mouth. Uh-huh. I mean, it was. You know all the theme songs for all the good board games. I spent a lot of time. I was an only child. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll throw out Mr. Game Show. Does anyone know Mr. Game Show? What? Mr. Game Show was it was about a foot tall. It was an animatronic game show host. And it had some good moving parts, like its arms moved, its head tilted, and it would, all right, time to play a game. And it was like, it was terrifying, but you would sit around this little, sorry, that's wrong. And it was, its mouth was synced to this music. It was a horrifying, horrifying thing that I loved. Also, I was a big fan of Don't Break the Ice. Uh-huh. Because I would put all of the cubes into the thing. Like it was a little ice rink, and you're supposed to tap them with a hammer, and if you make all the ice fall out, then you lose. But I would just take it and, like, hit my brother or sister over the head with it, and it looked like an old Western movie where you were, like, smashing a bottle over someone's head. So I loved that. I'm still back on this Mr. Game Show. If I don't get a copy of that, I'm going to burn the world down. (laughs) Someone, oh, God, please get Maureen a copy of Mr. Game Show. Uh... Bill, from the corner, do you have an honorable mention game you'd like to throw out? One Just one yell one. it real loud. I'm disappointed Hal did not say Dark Tower. God. Dark oh, let's Tower. talk about Dark Tower, because we, th- you're going to break this up into categories. Yeah, so I wanted to add a category in. So you say the categories, right. and then I'll tell you why you're wrong. We, we don't really, we haven't really talked about, we, we didn't really set up criteria for this one, the, the, what we will go over for each game, because they are so varied. But what we did do is break down uh, the major players in the uh, classic board game scene into four different categories. We have the classic games, and the classic games, uh, backgammon, checkers, chess, shoots and ladders, yes, it's a classic game. Uh, an ancient Indian game designed as an exercise in karma that spread over England in the Victorian age as snakes and ladders and then to the U.S. because apparently we like shoots better than snakes. Uh, and Mancala. 
Those are the classic games. Uh, then we have uh, the starting in 1860, we have the Milton Bradley games. Starting later in the 1860s, we have the Parker Brothers games. And then we have our fourth category, which is independent uh, independent games and all others. Independent games include uh, Scrabble, which was invented by a man with the hilarious name of Alfred Mosher Butts. And <laughs> Al Butts and his game Scrabble. Surprisingly, uh, Al Butts does not get you many points in Scrabble. <laughs> <laughs> you get three for the B. Uh, now, I was going to chastise you yeah. because we needed we needed those independent games. And I was going to say, yeah. Dark Tower's independent. It's definitely not. I think it was put out by Milton Bradley. But Dark Tower, which is not going to win this episode, is real cool because it's a circular board with a giant uh, plastic tower that has computer chips and a uh, little digital display and, and wheels that spin around that works uh, at best 20% of the time. So that is that, is that current lost. game? What? This is a current game? It has this computer is, no, chips no, no, in it. no. This is like the height of 1975 technology. Ooh. Yeah. So it's like, like that's the best noise it can muster. It does not speak barely. Like, but there's, it's great. It doesn't work. It's not going to win, unfortunately. Well, but hey, if you can find a copy intact, send it to John Hodgman. I think he likes that game. I know go. we have one. I know we have Send one. We're not John selling Hodgman. it. We're not selling it. All right. So uh, which of these categories do you guys want to start with? We will leave it up to our guest, Maureen. Yeah. Uh, I want to start with Parker Brothers. You want to start with Parker Brothers? It feels classic. It is classic. It feels solid. Yeah. Um, it like a, little, solid a little bit of the history of the Parker Brothers. Um when uh, Milton Bradley started his board game craze in 1860, the Parker brothers immediately jumped on board, knowing uh, that Milton Bradley and most other board games up to this time were uh, morality-based. Parker brothers began by creating games that were based more on current events. So they had a game called Klondike back in the day, but their big first game was the game Parcheesi. Uh, Parcheesi, based on the Indian game Pachisi, which uh, is also the basis for Trouble, Sorry, um, what else, uh, Aggravation, and there's one, there's one other name. It's like sounds exactly like Aggravation. Frustration. Like, if that doesn't sound like a bootleg version of Aggravation, I don't know what does. So let's go through the Parker Brothers games. I'm really interested in the Parker Brothers games that haven't survived. Like, some kids are trapped in a mine. Yeah. Or three rich guys control the entire country. Uh, there is. The Parker, the, Brothers, from... the Parker Brothers did make a game called Spanish-American War. Oh. And that is true. A game based entirely on Teddy Roosevelt storming San Juan Hill in Cuba. Oh, God. Which is kind of amazing and awesome. And then Teddy Roosevelt would bite your finger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the way we're going to do this is one of these games from each of the categories is going to go into the finals, and then we're going to have four final games that we will break down. Uh, here is the list of the Parker Brothers games that I have in front of me. Again, beginning with Parcheesi in the 1860s. Uh, jump forward to 1929 when they created another version of Parcheesi called Sorry. Uh, then 1935, again, they dealt with uh, topical issues. And in the middle of the Great Depression, when lots of businesses were going bankrupt and um, 
in that era. They invented Monopoly in 1935. They did not invent Monopoly. It was invented by an independent guy. Well, they sold picked it, it out it of Wanamaker's in this very city, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and is, that this, is, why, is Monopoly just going to no. win because we're in Philly? Hey, you're in my hometown, blood. I'm listening. So you're going to listen while I drop science on you. So all the streets in Monopoly are named after streets in Atlantic City, right. Marguerite, Longport, that whole area. Yeah. Oh, that was it. But it's not. It was not invented by the Parker brothers. They just they they helped uh, spread it across the entire country. All right. So, but it was it is. We're counting it in the Parker brothers games. We're not yeah. putting it in the I'm independent just like, category. Let's not pretend like they invented every game. They bought some of them. All right. Look, I didn't. I didn't sew all of the clothes I wear. I bought some of them, but they're my clothes. Which ones did you sew? Yeah, I sewed this shirt. You guys, I did <laughs> the, a terrible job. The top the collar, shirt like, the... does this floppy down thing. It's, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Um, and then so we've got. Uh, I'm just going to read these off. They're not in chronological order because my brain was trying to do that and it's taking too long. Here are the Parker Brothers games. Knight Rider, The A-Team, Scattergories, Parcheesi, Sorry, Clue, Boggle, Star Wars Escape from the Death Star, Trivial Pursuit, Taboo, and of course Monopoly. Let's talk Parker Brothers games. What, what stands out of that to you guys? The Star Wars game was hot trash. Yeah. Could probably get rid of that. Cause that was just a cash grab. That was like, what else can we make that has Star Wars on it? Let's come up with the dumbest idea for a board game possible and people will buy it. And some people yeah. did buy it. But, but it was also, can... I mean, they made Knight Rider and the A team. They did a lot of games based on. Also terrible. Yeah. They were just trying to grab cash. I mean, wash your mouth out. The A team game was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what did what? you do in the A team game? I don't mean you personally. Like, what was the objective of the A-Team game? I don't remember. Van. Just a big just a big black man with a red stripe. I don't know. I was just excited to have an A-Team game. That's awesome. Were sure. you an A-Team fan? I was a mega A-Team fan as a child. Like who's, your, who's your person? Murdoch. Yeah, me too. Right on. I had a jacket. I had a, a hoodie with a tiger on the back. Oh, so shut up. Like that is amazing. Yeah, true. 100% true. I know. Yeah, we can discuss this. We can discuss. Let's take this offline. Oh, yeah. Okay, because I have a lot sure. of thoughts about Not this. right now, because we're in the middle of doing an episode. Fine. We got to we'll go. Um, <laughs> I feel like for me, the ones that stick out of that... Uh, man, I know the best one on that list, by the way. Clue and Monopoly. The best and one is Clue. For me, the best one is Trivial Pursuit, because I... I love Trivial Pursuit. I'm a big trivia nerd. It's con- the box is constantly ch- the cards are constantly changing. Um, it has less of a universal appeal, I guess, and it doesn't have as much of a shelf life if you've got the same cards. But you're like last year, Desmond Tutu did. You're like, no, that's an old box. Um, well, maybe maybe this is a good time to try and figure out what would determine the best in a category. Okay, and I great. think part of that is. That anybody can can step in and enjoy it, and I know mm-hmm. that I love Trivial Pursuit, but I know it's one of those games where some people don't want to play because it makes them feel dumb, not because they are dumb, because right. they're like, I don't know the answer to that. And if you have the original, you know, the, the best you can do is if you have the the original Genus Edition from like '82, mm-hmm. all you know is that if it's hockey, it's Bobby Orr. Or Gordy Howe is the answer to every single invented question. by Canadians. Yeah, you just memorize all the answers, so you're not getting smarter. Really, you're just figuring out a hack to the game. So in that way, it's mm-hmm. not it's not as accessible to everybody. It makes people feel nervous. I think. Well, a game's supposed to make people have fun, and if you feel dumb playing a game, that that precludes it from being a fun game, right? For many people. I want to win. <laughs> I used to win Trivial Pursuit all the time. <laughs> so, I liked it. You just, I like this game because I always win. 
That's pretty good. That's a good thing. I'm with you. Don't you like to win? Yeah, and I, I lost do. every time at Monopoly. So I kind of want to give a big, big middle finger to Monopoly, but more to my brother who would just punch me and take my properties. <laughs> My older brother played Monopoly like he was a racketeer or a, like he was like, uh, you have to pay me protection money. I don't have to pay you protection money. Fine. Then he'd punch me in the shoulder and he'd take Marvin Gardens. Then your brother is a chump because he should be taking something worth more than Marvin Gardens. Yeah. I'm going to take Baltic. <laughs> it's worth 60 yeah. bucks. You didn't have to punch me for Baltic. I'd have just handed you yeah, Baltic if you, you asked. Um, did Monopoly for you guys... I'm moving on to Monopoly. I hope you don't mind. Did Monopoly for you guys take 15 hours to play? Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you're doing it right. That game... That, like, it for everyone but the ultimate winner, that game ends in frustration after... I feel like there's too long of a build-up, and then you are... And then the disappointment is crushing... Which is, I guess, why it was built during the Great Depression. Like, this is what life's like, guys. Hey. It was literally the most fun you could have. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the high-stakes world of real estate investment. Yeah. It doesn't yes. always work out. Yeah, you need an IV and a catheter to play that game. You're in it for the weekend. Um. I'm sorry. I'm just keeping it real. You're not getting up. There's no bathroom breaks you in Monopoly. You didn't bathroom breaks in Monopoly? You were an only child. You didn't have to worry about a brother stealing your properties while you were peeing. I keep your eyes. Yeah. That's what you go, and then when you come back, there are a bunch of deals that have been made. Oh, yeah. Part of that game is out of your hands mm-hmm. because the other people can collude if you're doing well. Mm-hmm. And go, hey, well, let's, why don't we form a little consortium here? Yeah. See what we can get going. Why don't going. we talk what we can do? I'll give you a cut right on my hotel. You come by, I'm not going to charge you. Yeah. yeah I'll saying. make that deal 10 times out of 10. Yeah. I guess I'm just too much of a lefty that I'm like, why don't we all just share all the properties and start a co-op? Oh, my God. I almost punched you right now. I understand (laughs) what your brother was going through. I would have all of your property cards. Um, All right. I want to talk a little bit about a thing about Monopoly that I love. Um, The thimble? That is, which is gone. Yeah. I was going to talk about the, uh, so the thimble is now gone from the Monopoly board to be replaced with, I believe, a T-Rex. Sure. Right? That's the correct response. <laughs> something more modern? Yeah. Something modern like a T-Rex. Yeah. <laughs> Which we just found out moved slowly. What was your favorite piece? Uh, well, both of your favorite pieces. The dog. It's the, the dog. dog. Yeah. That's I correct. was always the car. I liked the car. Yeah. Because the it, dog on the car, then the dog's just as fast as the car. Man, I never thought to put the tiny dog in the tiny car. Hey, or put the little hat on the dog. Yeah. Oh, man. You put the hat on the dog, and then the dog goes in the wheelbarrow, and then you have a parade. Yeah. I feel. And then you got the horse. Uh-huh. Yeah. If, if I want to I see a Monopoly piece parade that has... Uh, a, what is it? A dog in a top hat in a car. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wheelbarrow. A wheelbarrow with what? The... The thimble in it. The yeah, thimble, sure. Just a thimble in a wheelbarrow. Yep. All right, you guys, let's make this happen. Let's have the Monopoly It's going to be a hot parade. weekend. Um, but this goes to one thing that I love about a lot of these games, and I think will be another criteria we can use, is um, tactile, like what it feels like, the actual pieces themselves. Monopoly was great about that. Another one in this Parker Brothers category that's great about that is Clue. Which is the best. Clue it's is amazing. Clue is not easy. Clue no, is, it's the no. best game. It's I, I love it. I think it's moody. It's atmospheric. So Why do you love Clue? I just love mysteries. 
Yeah. I love mysteries, and I just always wanted to solve a mystery, and I wanted to be a detective, and I was like, for just a little minute, I'm a detective. And the answer was in the sleeve. Oh. What, how, how often, I'm going to guess you weren't incorrect very often, but you probably were. How crushing was it to find that all your detective work had led you down a wrong way alley? That wasn't right. I Too bad I'm not going to edit way it out. Alley. Yeah, go down to wrong way alley and find all the killers. No, then you just say, "I'll play it again. We'll play it again. We'll play it again." My usual thing is, I will just we're playing it again right now. It doesn't matter how long the game is. I'm like, we're playing again right now. You know that we're playing again right now, right? Just if you lose the game, that's what you. We do. play again right now. So your uh, death from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yeah, it just, just keeps just going. Two out of three. Three out of five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter how long it is. All right. I'll play the Firefly game, which takes 19 hours. The Firefly to play. game and the uh, the uh, Battlestar Galactica game. Oh, it's like it, good good night. Yeah, I yeah. Have, I played the Game of Thrones game. Do not watch Game of Thrones, and after playing that board game, never will because wow. it made zero sense. I'm like, how is there a show on which this game is based that people watch and talk about a lot? Every t- you have a deck of cards in your hand, and you're like, he's dead now, and she's dead now. But it it wasn't, and there was mood music. Uh, Travis McElroy, mm-hmm. friend of all of ours, friend of the show, podcasting magnate, he invited me over to play it, and I loved hanging out with everybody, and I wanted to, I love playing games, also very competitive, also an only child, so, like, I'm going to win this game. I'm going to, like, nobody will even know, and I'll just figure it out right away, and then secretly win. That did not happen. I was out first, and, like, just didn't even understand. There was no grasp on what... To do, and then you're on the sidelines for a day. Yeah, yeah. If you're out of Monopoly early, oh yeah, oh it's the worst. You're just gone. You're, you're the first one out, and it's like, great, I guess this party is over for me. Yeah, I'll just be over here. I'll be eating this bowl of Cheez-Its. <laughs> yeah, y'all aren't getting any more Cheez-Its all night. <laughs> these are gonna be gone. Um, all right, do we have any of these Parker Brothers games that are standing out? That are, uh, do we have one or two that are jumping right to the front? You mentioned Clue. <laughs> Being very near the top for you. Scattergories is a great game. Scattergories yeah. is a great and game. And I have my friend. I've played Scattergories with a friend of mine in the audience who was asked, and she had to pick a bad habit that begins with I. And her first answer was incest. So. <laughs> <laughs> Point at her. Yeah. Right on. The one oh laughing my. really hard. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Listen, if if you I need can. a therapist, I know a great one in Chestnut Hill. <laughs> Happy to talk to you. Loves playing games. Um, that that is one of the things of that game, though, is you start to stretch. Yeah. Like if you get J, and it's like a way a way to move, and they're like just walking. Yeah. Uh, have you guys tried the online version? There's a new. No. There's an iPhone app, uh, uh, Android app version of Scattergories that is great, and you play with people from across the world. But yeah, you look at it, and you go, "What? They got points for? Come on!" <laughs> My best points ever I got on that game was uh, classic song, and I had L, and I had just been listening to whatever movie. I think it was the Animal House soundtrack this was on, and I was very excited that I was like, "Little Latin Lupe Lou," and I got forty points for that. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> That, that was nothing but bragging, but That's I was it. really just excited to drop about that it. in. Just it's on the really record. holding on to that. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. It's, it's been years. Um, so, all right. So, what's uh, what's jumping to the top? We have on the table right now. We have Monopoly. I would assume would go up high. Uh, Clue is up high. Scattergories is up high. Of the Parker Brothers games, who's making it to the finals? Clue. Clue over Monopoly. I 
I kind of have to agree. And I love I, Monopoly, but it takes so long. You can play a game of Clue in like 30 minutes, maybe yeah. less if, if you get lucky. Yeah. Um, and you're in a house and you're finding a murder. I love Clue. I am 100% on board for Clue being the Parker Brothers game that we pull out of this. So good. Uh, the only thing that I would like to uh, chastise Clue for is in uh, a new version of Clue that I played. The little uh, revolver in it, which is labeled everywhere as a revolver, is a little uh, semi-automatic 9mm. And I was like, that is not a revolver! And I yeah, got very mad. But the original revolver was Aaron Burr's dueling pistol, so that wasn't really a revolver either. <laughs> It, yes, it was. It has a movie, Flames, Flames on the, on the side, side of my yeah. face. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even... Yeah, okay. Clue has to go for the movie alone. Yeah. All right, so Clue is coming out of Parker Brothers. Did we get that right, Bill? Bill says we got it right. right. Also, just something extra about Clue is that the 1970s version of the board game, the, the box cover looks like the cover of like a penthouse magazine. Yeah. <laughs> It was like clearly like a really old white guy that's like, I know how we're going to design this board game cover. And uh, it's like a lot of cleavage and then a lot of really old white dudes. Look at the new the look at the new box for Clue. I, I encourage everyone to go look at a new uh, version of Clue. Uh, and it is all millennials. It is all very good looking millennials. Oh, so they're and all they, looking at their phones? Yeah, they're all they're all playing Clue on their phones. Uh, all right, so out of Parker Brothers, we have Clue making it into the next round. Uh, so uh, while we're on these, uh, do you want to jump to Milton Bradley now? While we're going with the classics, um, another little history lesson: Milton Bradley in 1860 was a lithographer who made lithographs of uh, the then presidential candidate Abraham Lincoln. Uh, they were very popular until Abraham Lincoln grew a beard, rendering these lithographs useless and no one wanted to buy them. So Milton Bradley looked for something else to do with his litho machine and he came up with the checkered game of life, uh, which was one of these morality games that included... Uh, uh, I, I, it was like, sin was one of them. And you're like, oh, geez. It was, it was a very dark, like, move back two spaces. You've committed an, an original sin. It's like, oh, well, all right. Um, and I know what original sin is. I know I got that wrong, whatever. Um, but the, so that was where, that was where Milton Bradley started. And then, uh, that game lasted, uh, forever until they created their second game, which did not happen again until, let me, I'm looking at this now, uh, 19, 49 was the next time they invented a game, which was Candyland. The reason being, uh, Milton Bradley left the gaming business, um, and basically was the America's biggest proponent of kindergarten, became America's first kindergarten teacher, uh, and then got, and then the company later on got back into the gaming business as games got popular. So, that's the history lesson for the day. The, the list of Milton Bradley games. The Game of Life. The original from 1860. Candyland, Operation, Mystery Date, Trouble, Frustration, Aggravation, same game. Twister, Perfection, Pictionary, Fireball Island, Win, Loser, Draw, Mall Madness, Battleship, Guess Who, Axis and Allies, and Connect Four. What stands out from that list? It's a long list, right? They made a lot, Milton Bradley made a lot of games. If, if a game can't be too long, then Axis and Allies is probably out because it takes almost as long as World War II did yeah. to play. How does Axis and Allies take longer than Risk? It's because it's a, a much more complex geopolitical landscape, Mark. Yeah. No, I get it. And you're fighting a war on multiple fronts. You've got the Pacific Theater and the European Theater. You've got to manage. And You've got the Aruba Theater. 
You got the Ruba theater to manage Ruba as theater. well, and you have to constantly go back to the instructions to understand what you're supposed to do. Yeah, next. so we're going to eliminate that one. Um, what stands out to you guys as uh, as as outstanding games, Maureen? Have you ever tried to play the Life as the? I just want to see if paid. Oh, that wasn't them. Yeah, Life is. If you've ever tried to play it mm-hmm. as an adult, I was like, oh, I found it. I'll just play the hardest game you will ever play. Really? Like, there I haven't are, played it in a very long time. There are full-on life insurance policies in there that come in a little trifold <laughs> brochure that you have to read the whole thing. And it's like, and if you're in the 12% interest and then you're, unless you have three children, in which case you are 10% on a di- What? I need a calculate. This is like, re- they're, they, they're making it like real life. It's I will say the newer version, the game of life, as opposed to the checkered game of life, this uh, was revamped in 1960. So on the 100th yeah. anniversary of the original game, they're like, this is what life is like in the 1960s. Yeah, you have to read, you get a car, and then you have children, and you have to read all these long policies, and you can die. Like, you can just, like, have an accident and die, and, like, you're, get a divorce. Should a board game be escapism from that? I don't want to read an entire life insurance policy. <laughs> and I, I will read, I almost swore, but like, I will read some long instructions. I have no problem with that, yeah. but there's something about these life insurance policies where I'm like, I, there's no way I'm going to figure out 12% interest on this. I'm like, what, huh? I don't want 12% of anything. And I'll tell you, there's another game on here that's not, that's payday that I was addicted to as a child. Like, payday. absolutely addicted oh, to, yeah, payday. That was great. And that was all like 10% tax and blah, blah, blah. And you have to pay. And I what is this? It. All these actuary games that you play. Mm. <laughs> I just love it. All right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we know what's not going on. So, um, somebody, somebody said in the audience, I just want to recognize this, that the reason why life is great is it's training for mm-hmm. life. And I will say I'm not a parent, but I'm pretty sure when you have kids, you don't get more money. Which seems to happen all over the place. Like, hey, if you have three kids, you're getting an extra fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm. I'm fairly sure that's not how it works. Isn't it usually the opposite? Anybody here who's a parent can back that up. The kids cost money. Yeah. If only there, there was a parent. So there's a parent up here. Here, who calls my, uh, who dresses his uh, t-shirt from the college where I went as his. Uh, however much money it costs to went to go there. To oh, share. this yeah, there you yeah. go. I'm measured in dollars. I'm an um, investment project. All right, I'm going to throw out a couple that I think could be contenders for the Milton Bradley game to go into the finals. Uh, one popularized uh, in 1966 on uh, on Johnny Carson's Tonight Show. That is, of course, the largest board of all of these board games, Twister. Because Twister, you don't like Twister? It's not a board game. It's an icebreaker. It's not a board game. Yeah. It's a big board. You use your whole body. It's a tarp. It goes on the floor. (laughs) It's a floor covering. It's not a board game. All right. Well, you you play a game. There's a spinner and there's... I'm not going to win this, am I? Both of you are looking at me like that. It's a hateful game. Yeah. It's designed to It should be called Just Make Out Already. Yeah. You might as well get two kids and roll them up yeah. in it like a burrito and just let them have their fun. Hey, you want to play Twister? <laughs> <laughs> no, let's just have sex. I don't want to have to play that game. All right, so apparently Twister is out. Um, another one that I think uh, a great, a great classic Milton Bradley game, Battleship. Oh, uh, Battleship would be up there for me. Um, 
What else? Pictionary and win, lose, or draw are basically the same thing. Yeah. But I've always been a big Pictionary fan. Oh, I but it's it. another one of those that if you're not good at drawing, much like Trivial Pursuit, if trivia isn't your thing, you don't want to feel sub, you know, substandard for a game, right? I just hate it. You just, ge- you just, just generally hate flat it. Flat out hate it for Why? no reason. For no reason. I just you don't, don't like, like art. It's not a board game to me. It's just like a, it's like a little trick. It's like a little party trick. Pictionary's a party trick. Yeah. Well, like a, if, uh, my what parties are you going to that every time someone pulls out a game, you're like, you're trying to dupe me. No. <laughs> yeah. Very suspicious. <laughs> All right. I like a game that takes ten hours, and it was originally came out in German. That's the way I like my games. I want to bite your finger. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Um, guess who is another one of my favorites? I know it's not going to win, but guess who is a really fun game. game. You guys remember that? That's a good yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is your guy bald? Nope. Flip, flip. I just remember that having a really weird commercial where all the heads were speaking, and it yeah. made it was just frightening. And I was a teenager at that point. I'm not easily frightened by television commercials, but that one was just really creepy. Because of all the board games that you want to come alive and speak to you, that's the last right. one. Because it's filled. You know there are at least three murderers somewhere on that board. <laughs> statistically. But just the way they look like, I've got an eye patch and a Van Dyke. Like, that guy has killed a lot of people. Also, does the Guess Who board look like the Senate in the 1980s? Because it's all white men and then, like, one black guy and one lady. So if you're like... Uh, the murderer. Are you female? Yes. You flip down every one of them except the one woman on the board. It is good because it creates that uncomfortable moment where if you have, like, an African-American person and you're trying to answer questions or you think it might be the African-American person and you're trying to ask any question but are they black, you're like, does, um, does he, uh, does his shirt have a collar? (laughs) Oh. Sweating so much. <laughs> so racist. Um, so racist. Operation, another great game. Uh, electrocuting children. Yeah. Boy, these games are... But some of these Milton Bradley games are horrifying. Look, it doesn't electrocute you. It punishes you for mistakes by making noise. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Do you ever swallow an operation piece? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I used the tiny tweezers to get it out. You swallowed one? No, I never. I did. swallowed Did you one. actually swallow What did you one? swallow? I think the bone... The wishbone? Yeah, oh my god, tell me you went to get an x-ray and they saw a teeny tiny little random bone floating in you. And they're like, what could this be? No. Oh man. I just made a lot of mistakes with game parts as a child. <laughs> so what's coming out of the Milton Bradley round? I just want to say perfection is kind of the same thing. Of what? They're both games designed to stress you out. Because yeah. Perfection, if you don't know, is a game where you have a bunch of pieces that only fit in specific holes, so you press the board down yeah, and you set oh a timer, and you're trying to put them all in place. And if you don't do it before the time runs out, it pops up and all of your work is ruined. That's another good therapy game. It's a great therapy okay, game. Okay, good one. Yeah. <laughs> Just fix this and your mother's love is yours. 30 seconds, Go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, So, what is coming out of Milton Bradley? The the, I mean, there's boy, Parker Brothers made better games, didn't they? That's why we started there. It's just better. It's higher quality. I feel like we have to pull something out. Battleship would be up there for me. Connect Four would be up there. Candyland as a kids board game, like as an introduction to the concept of board games. Candyland, by the way, not very difficult. I beat my nephew at it like 25 times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, take that, Roman. 
When, wait, when he's very young, right? He's he like, is, yeah, he's five. Now, when he makes a mistake, do you correct it or do you just go, that's right? No, Move I ahead. don't. And I don't, uh, I don't let him win games. Uh, and he said the greatest thing to me, uh, we were just in, uh, we were just visiting them and we played a game and he lost the game and he looked at me and he went, Uncle Mark, it's okay that I lost the game as long as we're playing. And I was like, that is the cutest thing I have ever heard in my whole life. So I thought that was a great, like, you know, from the mouth of kids, amazing things. Uh, Milton Bradley. I used to play Candyland by myself. (laughs) How? (laughs) Just, you would just take the cards and be like, yellow. I was like four. All right. And there was no one to play with, so I would just do... (laughs) Did you win every time? No. That's okay, <laughs> as long as you're playing. <laughs> um, all right, so are we going to take... What, what game is going to lose to another game that we picked? I think it's Battleship. Battleship I think Battleship, Battleship. Uh, classic, known as the pencil and paper game during World War I. Mm-hmm. So I guess um, invented by Flyboys and stolen by Milton Bradley. Um, and the electronic version is great, because when you register a hit, it makes an explosion noise. I like that. So it's filled... Um, all right, let's move on to our other, our non-Milton Bradley or Parker Brothers games. Now that we've gotten all the history lessons out of the way, those games include Stratego or Stratego? What do you call Stratego. that? Stratego. Stratego, all right. Race to the Roof. Don't know that one. Balderdash. Oh, no, we're not, we're not doing... That's right, we said classic. Two of the games that I wanted to have on this list, you would put the kibosh yeah, on. I said 1990 or before. So we're taking Balderdash and Cranium off the list. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm nice really try. sad about it. I too. know there was there were a lot of people out there like it's Cranium. Watch this. They're gonna talk about all these dumb games. Then they're gonna pull out Cranium, slap them all down. Not all happening. Not right. today. This is on our list from our researcher, uh, Kate McManus. Thank you, Kate. We have, uh, and this includes several Hasbro games are on this list. Uh, Hasbro, who now owns both Parker Brothers and Milton Bradley, made the took the two companies and went, boys, shake hands. I own you both now. Um, so these games are, we have Stratego, Race to the Roof, uh, Risk, Hi-Ho Cherio, Hungry Hungry Hippos, Payday, Shh, Don't Wake Dad, or Don't Wake Daddy, uh, Chinese Checkers, uh, I hear a boo for Chinese Checkers. <laughs> it's made by the Pressman Company in Germany in 1892. I don't know what is Chinese about that. Uh, Don't Break the Ice is on this list, which I love. Cool Chicken which is a self-published game from Jeff Glover in 1978, a board game designed to help develop library skills. Thank you, Kate McManus, our researcher, who is, in fact, a librarian, for putting that one on the list. And Electric Football from Tudor Games in 1947. Yeah, Electric Football. Uh, oh, did I also say, I, I feel like I may have missed, uh, oh, one of the, the one that's probably going to win. Uh, Othello from Mattel, Mastermind from Invicta, and Scrabble from Alfred Mosher Butts. Oh, man. It's hard to not pick Scrabble. Oh, I hate it. Why do you hate Scrabble? I hate it so much. Why? But you know so many words. You're an author, you for God's sake. Is that why you hate it? Is that why? Oh, you're a writer. You must love Scrabble. <laughs> you must love Scrabble. You must love it. Oh, you must play Scrabble. Oh, you must be so good at Scrabble. Well, no, actually, I'm not, because I don't like word math. (laughs) It's just, I hate crossword puzzles. 
and I hate Scrabble. I hate it with like a fiery burning passion, and I was. It's just one of those things when I had the little the Scrabble tiles do you coming feel for me. Flames, flames on the side of your face. I do, and then I'm out the window like light. The best uh, game on here is Hungry Hungry Hippos. Man, look, I usually like to defer to the guests, Hal, but Hungry Hungry Hippos over Scrabble. Well, I do want to say... She's really, really selling Hungry Hungry Hippos right now, physically, I, on the table. I do think uh, Scrabble is pretty great. The worst. It's sort of a family game. We played it a lot growing up. My mother taught it to me and beat me relentlessly until I learned to beat her, which is how I got better at games. She did not uh, let off the throttle. Unlike her mother, my grandmother, who would let me win until my mother found out and told her to stop. I thought... <laughs> No joke, I thought I was ready to go professional at Yahtzee when I was five years old. Yeah, where's I was Yahtzee? sure I was going to get uh, recruited. <laughs> I got a 90 this game. Yeah, it looks um, so good. Bill, did you let Hal win at games? No, of course you didn't. <laughs> oh, that's going to come up in just a little bit. Don't oh, good. worry about it. Um, all uh, right, so what of these what are these independent games that we mentioned, what is jumping to the top for you guys? Uh, Hungry Hungry Hippos. Hungry Hungry Hippos is a classic just, invented in 1966 I, I by the good understood people at Hasbro. I why my mom didn't like it. Like, every time I was like, I want my Hungry Hungry and she would, like, leave the room. I was like, why? It's, like, the greatest game. And then you actually hear it later, and you're like, oh, it's just noise. <laughs> you know like, what's not noisy? A pleasant game of Scrabble. I just, I don't even like the word Scrabble now. What about Risk? I do like Risk. I, I love know it's, Risk. It takes a long time. I... If Risk is going to make it out of this round, I am happy with that. Oh, what, Risk. What's great is people reading the board, nobody can say Kamchatka, Irkutsk, or Yakutsk, which is how they're all pronounced. Yeah. Which, that's just hilarious to hear people try to pronounce We're, the names uh, of countries. I'm going to attack you in Erskus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a fun game. There's an element of chance, but also an element of strategy. Uh, and the, the tide can turn very quickly. But I also recognize that, like, Axis and Allies and um, Diplomacy, which mm. is another World yeah. War I uh, mm-hmm. uh, strategy game, they take forever. To, you don't have a quick game of Risk ever, especially if you there are more than now, two people. Because if you can now because if you play digitally, that's – but, yeah, there's something that – the tactile sensation that I love in Monopoly and Clue is absolutely tedious in a game of Risk. It's like, all right, I'm going to attack you with 40 armies. Oh, hold on. Let me get 40 tiny dudes out of this little plastic bag. One. And then as the game goes on and on and there's only two people left and everyone else in the room is like, you guys done yet? Like, hold on. 130, 131. Yes. That said, Risk is an amazing game, and I'm happy to see it go through. And they have a legacy version now. Oh, these legacy versions drive me crazy. Oh, are you guys familiar with legacy versions of games? Legacy versions of board games are board games that come with, I guess, usually stickers that you add to your board, and then your board is permanently ruined. For every other, every time you play the game now, there's no longer a bridge between these two countries, or this one country is just gone now. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, it is a jarring way to play a board game. Why would you do that? Oh, it's so, I took Pandemic Legacy on vacation, and yeah. every night we dragged it down to the bar, <laughs> and we would set up Pandemic Legacy all over and be like, we have to kill the disease. Did and you know, was this on the Joko Cruise? 
No, this, this was, was on a different vacation. This was on like an actual vacation, like on a tropical island. And we were like, we have brought our pandemic legacy to the bar tonight. Everyone's like, are you going to dance? And we're like, no, <laughs> we're going to cure a disease. And then you like get, oh, it's so good. All right. So is risk going through to yes. the final round? All right. So, so far, the games that we have going through to the final round, battling one of our classic games are Clue, Battleship, Risk, and one of these classic games is going to go through to the end. Here's the list of the classics. Backgammon. Checkers. One big Backgammon fan in the crowd. Checkers. Chess. Shoots and ladders. One chess fan. Shoots and ladders and Mancala. Now, can I tell you why chess can go pound sand forever? <laughs> because you didn't make the chess club? No. First of all, take off your tweed jacket with elbow patches and calm down for a second. I'm just saying, man, not every school has a battleship club, but every school has a chess club. No, they don't. My hippy-dippy school certainly, certainly didn't. You went to a 320-year-old school. They predated chess. The inventor was in the third graduating class. Oh my god! Of to friends. He took me to his uh, his uh, school yesterday, and they have a sign out in front that says, "Congratulations to our 320th graduating class." That is a old ass school. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's. I I get that it's like the the game of kings or whatever, Mm -hmm. and it's got a lot of strategy built into it. But it's super frustrating and. I used to play against my father when I was 11 years old. I would play, and he would destroy me every time. And I got to a point where I was like, oh, well, let me... You have to... That's one of those games where you have to think 900 moves ahead. I do this, he does that. Then if I do this, he does mm-hmm. that. It's very frustrating. And I was like, I think maybe this is checkmate. And then I had to think about it again and said, no, it's not. Continue the game lost. And then as he went upstairs... I rearranged the pieces on the board and realized I would have won, turned the board over, never played again for years and years. Wow. Because I talked myself, that game gets you talking yourself in circles. So we're just discounting maybe the greatest game of all time because of a personal therapy moment? Put the brakes on. I've never seen you. I've known you for, what, 15 years, 16 years? Oh, I'm terrible at chess. I've never seen you play a game of chess. Then why is it the greatest game? Because I, I want to be so good at it. <laughs> and I am not. But I love the, like, again, for me, it's for, with board games, it's a tactile thing. And I have seen, I've seen no more beautiful board game than the most beautiful the most beautiful chess set I've ever seen is prettier than the most beautiful risk game that I've ever seen. Does that make sense? No. <laughs> You've never seen a high quality game of Carcassonne. Of what? Carcassonne. What is Carcassonne? It's a German tile based board game. It's only like one of the biggest games out there. Yeah, you certainly you've all heard of Car- Carcassonne? Car- Gargamel? What's it called? Gargamel. It's not Liars. You Liars. guys don't know Carcassonne. They, they know Carcassonne. Oh, Mahjong. We didn't have Mahjong on this list. Not Western, doesn't count. Um, <laughs> no, no uh, tiles. Uh, we, we, did, yeah. we did specifically choose games with, uh, t- with boards. That's why there's no card game, strictly card games. Dominoes is not on this list. Yes. Uh, there are lots and lots of games uh, through the years, but these are specifically with boards. That's why he wouldn't let me put Yahtzee on the list. Yahtzee. Even though Yahtzee's amazing. Yahtzee's great. Yahtzee's great. Um, what about playing chess with a, a hilariously oversized chess set? 
Oh yeah, like in a that park. That is amazing. I've seen those in the park. They're wonderful. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think anything where you can have a hilariously oversized version is good. <laughs> hilariously oversized risk. One hundred and seventy. One hundred and seventy-one. That um, would be the greatest thing. I would love that. All right. So if it's not chess. <sighs> You guys, what is it? Wait, what were the choices? Backgammon, checkers, chess, shoots and ladders, and mancala. I used to call backgammon the triangle game. I don't know much about. I don't know enough about backgammon. I played it once, and I was like, someone taught me, and I was like, that's interesting. I'm gonna go keep playing checkers. I believe it's a. It was a gambling game from the was Fertile it? Crescent of the Middle East. There you go. And it's great. It combines strategy and chance. There, it involves a little bit of math, but not too much. It's triangles. You know, and you have that one die, which is the doubling cube that mm-hmm. has like 64 on it, that nobody really knows what it's for. It's actually for increasing the number of points that a game is worth uh, because you are ultimately gambling on who will have the overall points after, uh, the most points after playing several games. And the set, it looks like a little briefcase. And actually. it looks like a little briefcase, yeah. so you feel yeah. like a spy when you're going mm-hmm. to get it. There aren't a lot of like cheap. Uh, backgammon sets. They're all really nice. And they're They've beautiful. Got felt inside. Yeah. See, this, I'm on board with that part. I'm on board with the, the tactile. I like the pretty. But there is something to checkers that let everybody, is there anybody here who has never played checkers before? Everybody's is there anybody solid. here who has never played checkers in a cracker barrel before? <laughs> exactly. That's where you play checkers. You play checkers at cracker barrel. In front of the fire on the big checkers rug. I just can't believe you got 100% of the people sitting out there to admit that they've eaten at a Cracker Barrel. It's the greatest. It's the greatest. Um, also, one of the oldest games, uh, ch- uh, Batgammon began 3000 BCE in Iran, just a little ways west in Ur, uh, checkers began around the same time, 3000 BCE, and there are ancient uh, checkers boards uh, still in the British Museum. So checkers... Much older than chess. It's got that going for it. I'm eliminating chess. I know you guys hate chess. You don't hate, nobody hates chess. I don't hate it. Why do you guys, you guys are hating on it? I like a chess. A little bit of hate. All right. Uh, Mancala, I'm going to be honest. I've seen it played before. Someone showed me once. Another cool one. It's the long board with the holes through it and you put, uh, little, uh, stones. I do not know anything it's about Mancala. It's got little cups in it, and yeah. you move the And you the move stones. them, and you're jumping over them. It's leapfrogging. and Again, I have three of, three friends that I went to elementary school with, all at that, at that hippy-dippy Quaker school that we went to, where yeah. we played that, ostensibly to learn games from other cultures. But I think maybe it was just white appropriation? Yeah. <laughs> where like, where, where does this game come from? Where does Mancala come from? Africa? It's an African game? I think so. There's a, Right? Bunch of, bunch of white right, kids at a Quaker school playing African games. I don't know, yeah. This is great. Oh, uh, yes. Now oh, it's so ours. Here we go. An, a, another ancient game, uh, in, found in Eritrea and Ethiopia, uh, dated back to the 6th and 7th century CE, not BCE, so significantly younger than Checkers. I'm not making a case for Checkers, but it's the older, wiser brother. Now I have it associated with Cracker Barrel. Which means it's amazing. Yeah. Now, you guys, you get an old-timer's breakfast and sit by the fire and play checkers. Yeah, the, or the place where they bring all the food out on gigantic trays that yeah. nobody should have to carry ever. And it's a reminder of how much food is there that you Look, should Look, when your breakfast requires four plates, <laughs> here's, like, here's the plate with the eggs and the potatoes. Here's the one with the bacon. This one's just gravy. Like... <laughs> 
Cracker Barrel is my jam. I do love a good gravy plate. Yeah. I didn't even know it was a restaurant, but my mother loves it, and she likes to go in the store. She's like, Maureen, I just want to look in the store. It's how I have my fun. Oh, what does she What does she get when she goes in the store? She just likes to look around, and I went with her, and all I saw was like a giant ceramic eagle. Yeah, they like their eagles. They like <laughs> their gingham. They and, like their Jeff Foxworthy albums. And their rocking chairs. And their rocking yeah. chairs I'm really out front. Into, I like rocking chairs. Yeah. A lot. You should you should get a rocking chair and play play some checkers on yeah. it. If if you can't play a game in a rocking chair. If being a cracker barrel <laughs> have you ever tried to play a board game in a rocking chair? I have Your time. <laughs> if you played a game of chess that every time you rocked you had to move one of your pieces, that'd be an amazing fast game of chess. I love rocking chairs. I love games, but I don't like them together. Yeah. Sure. Like I like ice cream, I like tacos, I don't want them together. You never had a chocolate taco? You don't taco? like a choco taco? Yeah. Hal, we okay, have a problem. <laughs> I think, I think, I hate to say this, and no offense to Cracker Barrel, but if checkers being in there is a plus, then we are, we have like, made a grave error here. Sounds like tonight. you're about to say you might be a redneck. <laughs> I am, I am born and raised in Tennessee, baby. Let's do this. Tennessee and his tenant believing. Uh, stolen from The Simpsons. Sorry. So we take, can we just take back Emin because it's the best game? And can if we you don't play it, we uh, please or, 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 play or, it. Like it is like actually. I mean, again, I don't know much about it. When I played it, it was great. I, we gambled a little in it's the fantastic. sense of beautiful. You can play it on every airplane now. It right. has a touch screen. So, oh, so is that what we're taking into the finals? Are we comfortable taking back Emin into the finals? Yes. That just leapt frog to the top. Uh, Bill, did we get that right? I, I think you did. Back we did. Awesome game. <laughs> you said that like you know that you can yeah. lose or win a ton of money playing. It has been done. As a matter of fact, many years ago, uh, we were playing against the guy who I was playing said I, you know, that he was just terrific. And I said, you think you're great? I'll bet you my wife can beat you. My wife sat down, all five, 605 pounds of her, and kicked his butt. <laughs> That was, and uh, by the way, I did never want to play back Gammon again because she was so happy that she just <laughs> killed him. There you go. So Batgammon is going into the finals against um, Battleship, which is not going to win because we struggled to find a Milton Bradley game. Uh, Risk and Clue. Are we comfortable with these being our finalists? Yes. All right. We will. We will do what we do frequently then, uh, and we will end with you, Maureen. I have already eliminated one, and the one that I've chosen to eliminate is Battleship. A great game, promotes violence, it's not going to be Battleship. Hal, that leaves you. Three. uh, I'm going to just say I've been walking around in the heat a lot, and I can't remember any of the other ones that are on the finals list. (laughs) The other ones are uh, Risk, Clue, and Batgammon. Oh, Risk. You're eliminating Risk? Yeah, I love Risk. It's not as good as either of those other games. All right. It doesn't have the, even though it comes from history, it doesn't have the history of Backgammon. And Clue is uh, so much fun to play because you're a junior detective. And it's odd that kids would enjoy solving a murder or being involved in that. But you sure do get pulled into it. You forget for a moment that that is the whole purpose of that game is that a man has died. And (laughs) your sole purpose is to figure out who did it. Knowing that he might come kill you too, or her. Women can be killers too. That's the first thing you learn when you play. When you're Clue. playing Clue. That's yeah. right. We're on to you, Miss Scarlet. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that means it comes down to you, Maureen. You have to choose between, as the greatest board game of all time, 
in perpetuity forever. Mm-hmm. Batgammon or Clue? I will preface this by saying that my first fiction crush was Hercule Poirot, an uh-huh. elderly Belgian detective. <laughs> With a lovely little... Wax mustache. And Hastings. I would love Hastings, who was dummy. So, I love mysteries. I love flames on the side of my face. I like movies with Tim Curry in it. I like ropes and wrenches and candlesticks and pistols and... Lead pipes. A knife, maybe, and a a pipe. Mm -hmm. The best game on this list, by far, glowing off this list, is Clue. All right. All right. Asked and answered. Hal? People of the world, we went through a list of 50-plus board games here to get down to a winner. And I know that the first thing that will happen when you hear this episode is you'll think of one that wasn't on the list and immediately rush to our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast or to Twitter at we got this tweets to chastise us for it to which I say meet me in the dining room (laughs) and I'm going to whack you on the head with a lead pipe (laughs) and then force a bunch of children to solve your murder (laughs) because the greatest board game of all time in the classics category is Clue Asked and answered. It was simple. You knew from the beginning. Yeah. And yet, we made you go through this journey because we can't do a 90-second podcast. (laughs) Would not be fair to all the people who paid for tickets to be here. That's right. We're not slate every morning with their 90-second version. Yeah. No, this is a real thing. We, We are leaving those three cards in that envelope in the middle of the table until the end of this show. And then we're sliding it open, and it says clue. And That's I, right. I do think an honorable mention should go to your therapy, the crying game. Yes. Game. <laughs> <laughs> the one mystery that is easily solved. A.K.A. what's wrong with Hal? <laughs> <laughs> There's so many expansion packs for that yeah. game. It's unbelievable. Why are all the cards tissues? <laughs> Draw another one. Oh, this is terrible. I'm so sorry. Instead of a board, it's just a blanket you can throw over your head to get away from the world for a while. <laughs> just so be funny. alone. Oh, it's so terrible, but it's so funny. Oh. Maureen. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Oh, is it? I kind of wish <laughs> I kind of wish my therapist now would pull that game out. <laughs> He's not a therapist. <laughs> yeah. There's no way. I think Maureen's right. That's not a therapist. That was not a real therapist. <laughs> So I shouldn't just be meeting in the back of a van? No. Get my problem solved? No. Oh, God. How I have so many things to tell you. <laughs> well. So much bad news. <laughs> we'll do that after this. But first, uh, thank you for being on the yes, show. Yes, thank you so much, Maureen. And tell, let's get a round of applause. Round of applause for Maureen, Maureen Johnson. <laughs> Maureen. <laughs> whom we have made cry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please tell everybody. I don't mean to laugh at your pain. (laughs) Tell everybody where they can find you online. I am house therapist. (laughs) I'm on Twitter at Maureen Johnson, and I'm online at MaureenJohnsonBooks.com. That is me. There you go. Thank you. 
Thank yes, you. And you have a great podcast yourself. Oh, yes. I have a podcast. It's called Says Who Podcasts. It's about politics. It's with my friend Dan Sinker, who is an amazing person. Yes. Yes, he is. Who loves this show and will be very excited to hear He's it. He's awesome. Hey, Dan. Hi, he, Dan. He wants Thanks to listen for listening. to this show like 48 hours straight driving across the country or well, something. Well, we'll have to have him on to do the best episode of the show since he's obviously listened to all of them. <laughs> well, uh, Maureen, thank you for coming on the show. And, uh, and thank you to uh, Snake from North Jersey for the suggestion. Yeah. And thank you to all of you who came out to the fifth episode. Give yourselves a big round of applause. Thank you guys very much. This topic is covered, but there are lots more topics to check out. So reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets or check out the Maximum Fun subreddit. A flame war could be happening right now. You can email us at We Got This Podcast at gmail.com or you can join our Facebook group, which is the nicest place on the internet, especially crazy because it is uh, born out of a show about arguments. Uh, but that is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash We Got This Podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, to researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thank you as always to our musicians Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and the theme song that you heard when we walked out on stage tonight respectively. And thank you of course to you, our listeners, many of whom I can look at in this room right now and say thank you guys for listening to our show and to those of you uh, at home or in the car or wherever it is that you safely listen to podcasts uh, thank you for listening to the show and for giving us an opportunity to come here to Philadelphia, uh, the city of brotherly love, talk about board games with our dear friend Maureen Johnson, bring Hal's dad up on the stage to sit with us and say whether or not we got the answers right. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. this. We got this. Thank, thank you. you. Creativity, comedy, and friendship. All these things and more are waiting for you at Max FunCon East at the maybe haunted Pocono Manor, September 1st through 3rd. We only have a few tickets left, and they're on sale right now. So head on over to MaxFunCon.com to buy your tickets. Don't miss out. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.